Welcome to episode 134 of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. On today's episode, I'm sharing with you my personal journey of finding a morning routine that actually works for me after many attempts, failed attempts, at trying on other people's morning routines that were just not a good fit for someone who doesn't historically love the morning. I share with you how I discovered this morning routine that worked for me, what kind of questions I asked myself, what process I went through to uncover the morning routine that works for me as somebody who's not in love with the morning. And I give you four takeaways for you to use if you're trying to find a morning routine that works for you. Let's go. Maybe it's too harsh to say that I hate mornings. There's a lot to love about mornings. Fresh start, birds chirping, sun shining after the dark night. What's not to love about those things? And I know better than to label myself in the fixed mindset of I'm not a morning person. But I will say that for 50 some odd years now, I haven't liked most mornings the way I've done mornings, at least not the first hour or so. I've struggled, really struggled. Again, not every morning of every day, but dang near most of them. If it wasn't like a special day, like, hey, we're going on vacation or something, or I'm in Hawaii, you know, or I got to sleep in until I just naturally woke up and I could get out of bed whenever I want. Look, I love my bed. Like I seriously have the coziest mattress in the world. I despise being cold and I'm incredibly sensitive to temperature change so that that moment of actually getting out of the cocoon of blankets that's so like roasty, toasty, warm, that is a challenging moment for me. I don't like it. Added to this is the very real fact that I have historically revenge bedtime procrastinated, though I only became aware that it had a name in this last year. Maybe you do this too. It's incredibly common among moms. This idea, this revenge of bedtime procrastination is when we sacrifice sleep for some much desired downtime because we didn't take enough or any during the day. We barreled through the day, work, work, working along and give, give, giving. And now finally, like we're gonna take some time for ourselves, dang it, to scroll or to numb out in front of the TV. And we do it knowing full well we're sacrificing sleep. But daytime must be damned. Nighttime us is getting in some entertainment, or as in my case, and maybe yours too, alone time. Perhaps that resonates with you. So I was going to bed too late, sometimes 11, but often much later, midnight, 1230, even later. And then the alarm would go off at 645, 650-ish um, for many years, even way earlier than that. Currently, I need to make sure my high schooler is up and running by seven. Uh, and I like to pack her lunch. So that requires me to be down in the kitchen making a lunch at seven. So here's how my mornings have been going. Well, before this new morning routine, here's how my mornings most currently work. 6.45-ish, phone alarm goes off. I either snooze it more than once. Yes, I have historically been a snoozer. Or I would pick it up and immediately dive in to seeing texts and DMs and emails all requiring attention from me. Or I jump right into the news of the day, which as so much as so often is the case with news is not good news. Or I scroll on social and immediately my work brain is on. I should use this trending sound. 
or worse, I imperceptibly play the comparison game. Her feet is so pretty, you know, and kind of in the back of my mind, like I should spend more time on the aesthetics of my feet. Why is my feet not as pretty as this one? She comes up with the most creative ways to use these sounds. I really need to work on that. I need to get better at that. So I haven't even gotten out of bed and my mind is racing, trying to talk myself out of comparing, trying to remember to make a mental note to answer that DM I just read, but clearly I'm not answering right now. And before I know it, it's seven or worse, it's later. And now I'm behind and I'm racing to the kitchen, already fully in my thoughts about work or what's going on in the world. It feels heavy. I feel disorganized. And like, I just crash landed into my day already behind and frazzled. Is it, any, is it any wonder I didn't like the morning? Over the years, I've tried with the morning routines. I have. In fact, in the beginning of 2020, just before the world shifted, I was on a mission to fix my mornings. If you were following along then, you saw on my stories or heard on my other podcast, my ensemble podcast that I'm a part of, The Decades of Strength, about my ill-fated attempt. I rightly so had determined that one of the biggest issues with both my nighttime, my sleep, my wake up was the phone. Like I had to get the phone away from my bed. And so I bought an alarm clock, like an actual real alarm clock. <laughs> and actually I didn't just buy one alarm clock. I ended up buying several. I wanted something aesthetically pleasing. And the first one I bought it was, but it also, it turns out did not display the time unless you pushed a button. And so it sat next to your bed looking all pretty. We couldn't see the time and it drove me nuts. Like I wanted to be able to roll over in bed. And if I woke up, I wanted to see the time without having to like find the right button to press. And then the second one was complicated. Like, and I couldn't rely that I had said it right. I just didn't, I didn't believe it. Like it, it was too complicated. And so I began keeping the phone there next to that one, just in case, which totally defeated the point. Like I wanted the phone to be away, but I needed the phone to be close in case that complicated alarm didn't go off. And besides, it didn't matter about the alarm because I still wasn't getting out of the bed because the alarm would go off and I would lie there dreading getting out of the warm bed. So, all right, so that wasn't working so well. And around this time, I began diving into other people's morning routines as well. So first, my decades of strength co-hosts, all three of them at the time, at the time it was Sarah Duff, Sam Altieri, and Marcy Nevin. Um, Sam and Sarah aren't with us anymore. Um, okay, that made it sound like they're dead. <laughs> they're with us in the world, not with us on the podcast. It's Marcy Nevin, Katie Crocus, and I currently on the decades of strength. But all three of these wonderful ladies had intricate, seemingly beautiful Zen starts to their day, uh, meditations, affirmations yoga, walks, reading, certain drinks or foods to start the day. Now I'd actually spent time, um, several multiple times with them in person, we'd be all together and I'd watch them doing these big more routines. And I was like, okay, like, this is what I'm missing. Like, I need something like this. This is what I need. <laughs> I was I'm somehow forgetting about the part that I can't even predictably get out of bed. What I'm thinking is I need all of those things I just listed, right? So I was following at the time, Rachel Hollis. And I found in her content, her like detailed morning routine, like here's how to have a successful morning. This is what you need. And I was like, all right, this is what I need. Uh, she seems really successful. This is what I need. Okay. And this is what, I, this is what I would do, mind you, after I get my kids out the door, right? So my son and my daughter, I made their lunch. 
They're on their way out the door. Bye guys. So I've still somehow struggled to get myself out of bed, still starting with that whole, like, I feel behind, I'm stressed, I'm comparing, all of that is still with me. And now I've got this morning routine. Okay. It's not, none of this morning routine did not address that. And that did not occur to me. All I knew was I felt like I needed to get a handle on my mornings and I wasn't being super particular about when, uh, what my actual struggle was. So I'd muddle through all that. Kids are out the door. Then I'd sit at my desk for my new morning routine. And before me, it was like an hour of morning routine work. Gratitude journaling is how I would start. And then I would do my goals. And the way Rachel Hollis structured this is I would rewrite my goals each day. I chose 10, 10. Why did I choose 10? I don't know why I chose 10. That's so many. And Rachel's plan had us writing our goals. And I do like this part as if they had already happened, okay? So each morning we would copy these things, saying them as though they had already happened. So, and you would do this with pen and paper. This isn't like on your phone notes, you do this with pen and paper. So I would write, I deadlifted 300 pounds. I speak kindly and softly to my family members. Yes, I can be a yeller. I run a successful membership that helps thousands of women on and on and on, copy, 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 all 10 statements. Okay, then, so now I've gratituded, I've gratituded, is that a word? I just made it a verb. Um, I've written, rewritten my goals, all 10 of them. Then I would do my Bible study. And I can't remember if I did a certain number of pages or if I did a time, but it was like substantial. It wasn't like a minute. <laughs> it was some substantial block of time. And then I would do personal development reading. Again, either pages or minutes of some kind. All right, so now I've done these chunks of reading, Bible reading, personal development reading. So this is like reading that takes brain power, both of those things. You're not like reading Isaiah and like pleasure reading, right? So then there's more. Oh, there's more. I'm not done yet. Then there was stretching and then a walk. Okay, here's the problem. If you haven't seen you've probably already seen the problem. I don't know how it didn't occur to me at the time. I felt overwhelmed with how much I had to do in a day. There was always more to do than I could figure out how to get done. And now I've added in at the time of day, I struggled the most. An hour of things to do that took quite a bit of focus and during which I felt a constant pull to get to my actual job. And to top it off, I had not addressed my main struggles, which were actually getting out of bed and looking at the dang phone. Needless to say, this did not last long. It was maybe weeks, and I don't know, weeks might be overstating it. It was likely more like days, 10 days, 12 days. I don't even know. Could have been weeks. It was, you know, definitely more than a week, but I don't know if I made it to. Now, <laughs> that fell by the wayside. This year, when I set my New Year's resolutions, I knew I wanted to figure out some way to improve my mornings. So again, I did a deep dive into other people's morning routines. I read uh, The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. That's like the Bible of morning routines. I don't know how it, I had not read it before. So read that. I watched YouTube videos following people through their morning routines. I read articles about successful people. Like what did Oprah do in the morning? Uh, why on earth does everyone get up so early? That was my, that was one of my thoughts as I'd be watching this. I'm like, why is everyone, why? Apparently the key is I got to get up earlier. What I found was more of what had not worked for me. Meditation. Guys, if I ever do get to meditate, it's not going to be first thing in the morning. If I decide that that's a skill, uh, a practice I want to do, I'm going to need to solidly do it late, like at noon, <laughs> something like that. 
it, that's hard. Meditation is not easy. Cold showers, uh, no, thank you. No, not interested. Okay, I don't want to get out of bed. I, I don't like cold. Let me get into a cold shower. That's going to entice me to get up. Exercise, they all exercise first thing. I have long since made peace with the fact that I am solidly a mid to late morning exerciser, which I can make work well because of the fact that I set my own schedule. So if I want to work out at 1030 in the morning, I can work out at 1030 in the morning. There's no reason for me to jump out of bed and do it. Green smoothies. Everybody's got their green smoothie. I'm not getting out of bed for any green smoothie. I'm not. What finally clicked for me, and I say clicked, but it wasn't so much of a clicking as it was a gradual realization as I'm really diving into other people's morning routines and with the, the past experience I've already had trying these things. And I think I really did need that to see that this, this did not work for me. What I realized was that I needed not to add in more things that were hard, that took effort. I needed something to make getting up easier, more pleasant, less unappealing, okay? Not like I'm up and now I need to face a cold shower and a green smoothie. And this was a watershed moment when I'd fully formed this thought. I had never thought of it this way before. I was trying to solve a problem that wasn't the one I was having. I didn't have high ambitions to become more productive because of my morning routine or raise my level of consciousness because of my morning routine. Nothing is wrong with either of those. I just wanted a way to stop dreading morning, to stop wasting time on my phone, to stop entering the day feeling frazzled and behind. And this realization led me to ask a pivotal question. What would make my morning routine more enjoyable? I stewed on this one for a bit because I struggled to come up with something, something that I would want to do and could reasonably do. You know, it would make my morning so much more enjoyable if I could sit on my balcony sipping a cup of tea in the warm morning breeze while I watched the, rave, the waves crash onto the beach. That would just be a blissful morning routine for me. But the only problem is I live in the Philly suburbs. <laughs> There's no ocean view here. In summer, I do like to sit outside in the mornings. But it was February. And I didn't want a routine that would only work a good four months of the year. So think, 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 <laughs> trying to think of something. What could be pleasant in the morning? What would make this all easier? Over the last seven years, as I became a business owner, I have let go of hobbies I enjoyed simply because of time. The main two being music and reading for pleasure. Now, clearly practicing singing at 6.45 in the morning was a non-starter. My family, my family would not appreciate that. And it's not an easy warm up to the day in any case. Voice practice would require effort and effortless is what I was looking for. So I began to consider pleasure reading. What might that look like in my morning routine? Well, my first thought was I'll put the book right here on my nightstand by my bed and I'll wake up and I'll read. But then there would be the temptation to finish reading and still want to stay on the covers because I'm not out of them yet. Getting out of bed was a must for whatever routine I settled on. I was also interested in incorporating something I'd learned from sleep specialist, Dr. Shelby Harris. You can find her on Instagram at sleepdocshelby and I'll link uh, in the show notes, the episode where I interviewed her. She talked about how a good night's sleep actually starts in the morning, specifically with these two things. One, getting up at roughly the same time, all seven days of the week, 
and two, getting some sunlight immediately upon waking. These two things help set our body's internal clocks. Now, I'm not currently having any sleep issues, but I've had enough in the past to know that I want to do whatever I can to improve my chances of the best sleep possible. So with these three things in mind, getting some sunlight, having the same wake time seven days a week, and incorporating reading, I began to formulate a plan. I would wake up and go sit in the comfy armchair by my large bedroom window where we did, in fact, get a good amount of morning sunlight. And I would read a book for fun. Okay, so out of bed, yes, check. I'm out of bed if I'm sitting on that chair. Sunlight, check. Okay, now what time could I commit to seven days a week? As I can't be pleasure reading past 7 a.m., I chose 6.30 to start with. Same time, seven days a week, check. Now, what about the phone? I could see myself getting up and instead of reading my book, being drawn in by whatever presented itself there on the phone. I was also concerned about actually waking up. I was always so tired because of my late nights. And so I began formulating the other end of my new morning routine. For all of this to work, I needed to get to bed at a decent hour. Okay, what's gonna help me do that? I spent some time getting curious about my bedtime struggles. One, that revenge procrastination that I spoke about from not feeling like I had enough downtime. And for me, like I said, downtime really needs to be alone time, not like time hanging out with my family. I'm an introvert and I crave that time to myself, but I rarely have any. Um, the early morning reading, I realized, could actually fill this need nicely. No one else is going to be around. I love the good book. So I'm getting that like entertainment time and that alone time. So I'm like, okay, that could actually help with that. Fill that need. But there was more to my bedtime resistance. I was tired at 10 or 1030. In fact, I was overtired. And I did not feel like doing all the things that my nighttime routine involved getting changed, washing my face, taking my medicine, which between hormone therapy and the residual issues I have from long haul COVID, I have a somewhat hefty medicine routine at night. Some of my nighttime procrastination was sheerly because I did not want to go do all the things, all those things that stood between me and my bed. I was tired. Ding, ding, ding. Do you see how, how helpful it is to get curious about what you're thinking and how you're behaving? It feels glaringly obvious to me now, but I had never seen it before. I needed to make bedtime, the moment when it was actually time to get into bed, easier. My new nighttime routine now starts much earlier, after we get the dinner dishes done, or alternatively, if we're heading out as soon as we return, and 90% of the time we're at home, so I usually do it right after the dinner dishes are, are um, handled, I go do all of those things. I put on my pajamas, I wash my face, I brush my teeth, I take all of my medicines. I do that in the early evening before I'm tired, which means when my new bedtime of 10.30 rolls around, all I have to do is literally walk up to my bedroom and get in the bed. It's easy. There is zero barrier. There's nothing keeping me pinned to the sofa, pinned to the chair uh, that I'm sitting in. And all of this means I'm getting eight-ish hours of sleep. So when my alarm goes off, I'm not fighting the fact that I actually need more sleep. That was a big hurdle for me. Now, speaking of my alarm, I found a replacement for my phone and it's good. 
It's really good. Like I love it. It's so good. Which brings me back to sleep doc, Shelby. I didn't know if it's on the podcast that I heard this from her, or if it's just somewhere in her content that I follow her. Somehow she introduced me to the idea of a sunrise alarm clock. So a sunrise alarm clock, it slowly gets brighter and brighter, has like a nice big round face. So it's like the sun rising. You, your room gets lighter and lighter and lighter, brighter and brighter and brighter. And then you can choose a sound to accompany it. And I chose chirping birds. So it really feels like it's just gently waking me. The sun is rising, the birds are chirping. Um, Shelby, Dr. Harris recommended the Hatch alarm clock. That was the brand she recommended. And it's definitely pretty. It's way prettier than the one I bought, but it's also $129. And considering my history with alarm clocks, that felt like a bad call. So I bought a less expensive one for $49 on Amazon. I'll link both of those in the show notes. The brand I bought, it's spelled J-A-L-L. I don't know if that's pronounced Jal or Jail, J-A-L-L. So I bought that. And how it works is 10 minutes before I wake up. So I've set it as the alarm is 6.30. So at 6.20, it starts to light up. It gets brighter and brighter like the sun rising. And then the birds begin to sing at the time the alarm is set for, which is 6.30. Sometime I wake up before the birds. Like sometimes I wake up and it's just the sun has awoken me and I'm awake. And sometimes I wake up when the birds sing. My phone is now completely across the room on my dresser and I do not touch it. So my morning routine now looks like this. The sunrise alarm goes off. I immediately get out of bed and I'm serious. I have immediately gotten out of bed for over 30 days now. And this feels really palatable to me because I'm only heading 10 feet away to a comfy chair. We're waiting for me. I have a very, very cozy blanket and a pretty sunshiny view and a book that is purely for pleasure. Not about work stuff, which by the way, I love my work stuff and I love reading about nutrition and mindset and, and anatomy, but I need something easy in the morning. And so I have a, a book for pleasure. Currently, I'm reading this book about this guy's experiment to thank every person who contributed to his morning cup of coffee. It is light and easy and enjoyable. And I want to get up and read it. I want to see what he's going to do next. So I've actually found something I want to do first thing in the morning. Hallelujah. It requires almost nothing from me. And for a so-called, and I'll put this in quotes, not a morning person, it's a really big deal. Now there's alarm going off. I've been successfully doing this for over a month now. And wait, you're not going to believe it, but there's more. There's more. After I read for 20 minutes, I go into the bathroom. I take my morning meds. I wash my face, I brush my teeth, I put on my face cream, I do my daily weigh-in, like all the stuff that I used to have to convince myself to go back upstairs to do after I'd said goodbye to my kiddos, I'm now jumping into because I'm fully awake and I'm not stressed or rushed. This, this is all, even as I say it, this is all quite amazing to me. I've begun experimenting with adding on another piece to my routine and that is actually getting out of my johnnies. <laughs> I've done it sporadically, and not altogether successfully yet with any real measure of consistently see, because I really like my PJs and I work from home. I like to sit in my desk in my velour loungewear, but I also know it will help me streamline my day if I'm dressed for my workout when I head down the stairs. I could really benefit from some streamlining. So here's what I'm working on. I'm working on setting out my clothes the night before, though I'm not doing it consistently yet. 
I'm still trying out some different strategies to make that a part of the nighttime routine, just like an easy piece, just like I go up and I brush my teeth to take the pills. I'm thinking the next thing I'm going to try is leaving a sticky note on my bathroom wall saying set out workout clothes so that I think of it because I'm just not thinking of it. And I'll get there. I'll get there. So some take-home points from this discussion, and I hope this wasn't too indulgent of me. I did not just spend an entire podcast talking about myself to talk about myself. The Fitness Simplified podcast is about you. It is for you. I shared this story to illustrate how a decidedly unmorning person has come to enjoy mornings. Here are some take-home points for you. Number one, get clear on what it is you are looking for in a morning routine. If you are just struggling to get out of bed like I was, a 10-step process filled with things that take mental and physical effort might not be the power move for you the creator of these routines intends them to be. What do you want and need from a morning routine? Get clear on that. I did that by honing in on what I didn't like about my current routine, as well as imagining what feelings I wanted to elicit in my new morning routine. Take home point two, get curious about your routine, your current routine. What resistance is there? What is that resistance stemming from? What thoughts or circumstances are behind that resistance? Take home point number three, a successful morning is impacted by getting enough sleep. For some of you who struggle with insomnia, I'm not saying like this is a deal breaker, like morning routine is not going to work for you. That's not what I'm saying. You've got to work with what you've got. But for those of you like me, whose lack of sleep is their own doing, look at your nighttime routine. How can it be improved to get you in bed at a time that means you're appropriately rested in the morning? You're going to be way more likely to be successful with a morning routine if you're not running on low sleep. Take home point number four, be aware of clinging to the, I'm just not a morning person idea. Ask yourself, is this fixed mindset serving me? Is describing myself as not a morning person serving me? If not, how can you begin to have more of a growth mindset around mornings? Be aware of your thoughts and your words around this. It might help to change what you think and say to something more along these lines. I'm practicing being a person who enjoys the morning. I'm becoming someone who gets up when the alarm goes off. Instead of, I hate mornings, I'm not a morning person. If I can change, I am telling you, you can change. I'm 51. I'm enjoying early morning hours for the very first time at 51. You can do this. Message me and let me know how it's going. Kim at kimschlagfitness.com. Thanks so much for being here today. I'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I hope you found it motivational, inspirational, educational, organizational. If you did find value in this episode today, it would mean a great deal to me if you would leave a rating and review on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to this episode on. It really does help to get this podcast in front of other people. Thanks so much for being here.